buddy. We didn't. Doesn't matter. Just make like cuts. Chop, chop it up. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Down Podcast. As you know, to my beautiful, handsome, studly-like, uh, what are you called? A colleague? <laughs> you were going to call me a gentleman and a colleague. You were going to call me a jolly. I would call you a jacock. A jacock. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the jacock. You're my jacock here. <laughs> Justin. All right, we'll do that over. That was good. My jacock. All right, All fine. Right. My jacock here, a.k.a. my gentleman and colleague. <laughs> That's too great. Justin, a.k.a. Dapper Cigar. I'm the Dapper Cigar right here. And uh, I mean, I guess the other jacock over here, this guy in the burned down t-shirt. That Eric. hot, clean-ass t-shirt. Bro, fresh out the press. Eric, a.k.a. Brother Cigar. We are here in the studio shooting another dang good old episode. Nothing really on the agenda for today. This is what we like to call shooting the shit. Shooting the breeze. Yeah, because you can't put shit on you. Shooting the breeze, shooting the shit. Just shooting something. This is good old-fashioned cigar lounge conversation. Exactly. And that's why we're all here. That's why we bring us together. That's why we got glasses of water, too. Because sometimes you can drink water. You can. A lot of people don't realize. You can drink water. Like You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't. You don't have to drink beer. You don't have to drink coffee. You can drink Good old H2O, high quality H2O. I said high quality H2O. She is. Blessed by an Eskimo medicine man. Yeah. So, what are we uh, smoking? <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. Let's do that. Um. So, um, this, this bad boy has been Sound mur- like wheezy man. there. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. Um. It really is, baby. Um. <laughs> Uh, so this bad boy here has been marinating in the humidor since last year, almost, I think a year, almost a year. Really? Um, I bought these when we were during quarantine. Quarantine. Um, it was a part of a My Father sampler pack from MyCigarPipes.com. Uh, you could see it's got some good old white dust on it. A little plume, baby. If you know what that white dust means, that's that plume. That means the humidification, the humidification in that humidor, in my humidor. It's fantastic. So uh, I'm really excited to smoke this one. I smoked it a few times. I think last time I actually smoked it was also last year when we had the Hot Ticket podcast on the uh, on the Burndown. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. Um, the My Father, La La Grand Orifta. Orifta? Oferta. Oferta. Orifta. <laughs> a G-cock and a Orifta. So that'll, that's, what I'm be, that's what I'm smoking. So <laughs> I'm fucking... I'm, I'm I'm always a mush around here, <laughs> and I'm smoking a um, Southern Draw Top Rung. This is kind of I think it's a Lancero. It's a Lancero. Uh, it's got a nice little cedar sleeve on the bottom. If you can't see that, for those people that are listening, it's got a nice little cedar sleeve. One thing to note on a cedar sleeve that's kind of tell us. I don't want to say it's not a, annoying because I don't know if there's any other way to do it. But what I like doing is lighting my cigar with a cedar strip with a cedar spill. So when it has a cedar sleeve on the bottom of it, you can slide it off and you can light it. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. in order to keep the sleeve on, there's a piece of tape. And I'm not going to light the tape because it's plastic. So you have to take the tape off and it's kind of annoying because you crack the whole thing. So for anybody listening that's making a cigar, if you could put a cedar sleeve, if you're going to put a cedar sleeve, and if you could do it without using tape, 
if you can maybe use tobacco glue. Yeah, what's the point? Why don't I just do that? Make a band with tobacco glue. Yeah, I don't know if it doesn't stick to the cedar, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's got to be a reason why. But it's kind of annoying when you have to take it off. Hey, it's kind of annoying. You hear it? It's kind of annoying. Why? Don't do that. But So now I got four little strips of cedar. A cedar strip is a good touch to a cigar. I do like it. It smells so good, too. Mm, let me get a whiff of my one nostril. That's not congested. Oh yeah, that smells good. Oh yeah, that's good. That that smell reminds me when I was younger. When my dad had a tobacco bo- uh, a cigar box, and he would give me his cigar boxes to put like my stuff in. He'd open it up, and it just had that strong cedar smell. That's what it reminds me of. It's kind of it's I kind like of a it. cool memory. Yeah. All right, so let's get these cut and lit, man. Let's go. <laughs> Talk about it, be about it. Well, I would say let's cheers, but can't. it's bad luck to cheer. Yeah, give me a freaking fist pound, cheers. bro. Let me drink some more, more of my water. I'm a little parched. So, I want to tell you about this uh, this place I went to in Inglewood, New Jersey, right across the river. Right across the river. Right, right, right across the river. <laughs> right across the river. Right across the river. So, this place called Sophia. In Inglewood, New Jersey. Nice little restaurant, okay? But in the basement, they have a speakeasy cigar lounge. Nice. Right? So you walk down the basement, and you open this door, go down this long hallway of uh, wine, like wine rooms, like wine cellar on each side. You go into this little room, and cigar lockers, and you open up another door, and it goes into this little cigar room. It's got a full bar. It's got a bunch of tables. You can smoke there, but you can also order dinner. So you Ooh. can sit and eat dinner while you're smoking a cigar. It's like the only place I've, I've... It's not many places like that. Can't do that in New York. I think Macanudo Club is like an exception. Maybe. I know there's a place, I think, the, Carl- the Carlton in Long Island. I think it's, what is that, underneath uh, Eisenhower Park or... I forgot what that is, but you have to be a member there. But this one's just restaurants. So you can go. So we went one night, sat down, and there's a, actually had that cigar ashtray sitting on the table. And I go, wait, I, I, I can light a cigar? He said, yeah. I'm like, all right, lit one up, had a little appetizer cigar. Don't twist my arm. I had a little appetizer cigar. I smoked a, a Zeno Platinum. Oh, nice. And I was, I was smoking it, and I wound up having that like throughout dinner. Like I was smoking, smoking a cigar with steak. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's life-changing. Like with the steak. Yes. Not like eating a steak and then uh, smoking. No, smoking it with. while. Oh, dude, it was unreal. I, had a, I did that at a wedding once. Oh, it was so. Wait, you, no, did you eat the steak with the cigar? Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes, I did. So good. I've told that story before, but I'll tell you I after. Thought, yeah, but I thought you... I remember the story, and I thought you had a steak and then went out and had a cigar afterwards. No, 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 no. We were work. smoking the cigar outside, and the steak was brought to me <gasps> as we were smoking Dude, it. But let's hear your story so, first. No, but that's that's the story. It was just... I wanted to take you there, because I remember being... I go, I've never been to a place like this. I've been to a, I've been to a place like that in Michigan. It was a place... I think it was called Chop House, and they had a cigar lounge in the basement, but I, I wasn't aware of it. I just went to the place, I had dinner, sat at the bar, and then it gave me the dessert menu and there were cigars on it. I'm like, you guys have a cigar? They goes, yeah, it's in the basement. I'm like, really? He's like, can you have dinner down there? I said, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that. She. But just sitting down, having a cigar, it had, a, had a couple Manhattan, had one Manhattan. I didn't even finish my second one because I had to drive. But I had a Manhattan, had my steak, had the nice Zeno. Then at the end, at, at the end I had a cappuccino. Oh, 
Just oh, so good. Stop, man. Just so stop. good. So we stop. gotta go. We gotta go there. You get me all excited over here. I'm like, I'm, I'm just imagining being there right now. Stop. Just, just stop. Okay, it's selfish. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's great. Good stuff. Yeah. So I had a similar situation when I was at a wedding once, and uh, I was in I was in upstate New York somewhere, and uh, it was during the summer, so. Everyone was dancing or whatever. I started getting like around like around this time, around like seven o'clock or so. It's kind of the sun setting. So I said, let's go outside and smoke a cigar. So for like the first 20 minutes, we're smoking a cigar. It happened to be dinner. And I didn't realize it. So then me and uh, the other two guys I were with, you know, the girlfriends and the fiancés and the wives, whatever, had just brought the dinner to us. We're outside chilling. We had the freaking steak, the asparagus, the mashed potatoes, freaking cigar. I don't know what I was drinking, probably like a bourbon or something. And I was like, damn, I'm like, what beats this? Oh. Who's, who's better than me right now? You feel, I felt, you feel like a, feel like a mobster. Bro, you're freaking like a puff of a cigar. You cut into the meat, dip it. Oh. But man shit. Dude, it was great. It was funny that, so I brought my, I brought my, my cigar box there and had a bunch of cigars. I had the Zeno in there. I had, um, I had a Don Carlos in there. I had a bunch, cause I didn't know how many I was going to smoke. I wound up smoking two. I smoked the Zeno, and then I smoked the. Um, I think I actually wound, I wound up having like a Nub um, Maduro okay. afterwards because I was like, I need something. I want a smaller stick, even though the Nub's going to take a while. I was like, but I don't want to light up the Don Carlos. I'm not going to be here for another hour and a half. So anyway, a whole bunch of sticks. And the waiter came over, and I'd asked him, hey, can I smoke? He goes, yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know what happened, but as soon as I opened... The cigar boxes, I was like suited up, sat down. As soon as I opened up, I don't know what the guy saw. Or maybe he was just like, oh, fuck, this guy's like a big cigar dude. But his like attitude changed. Like he, it was almost like he was intimidated the whole day. Like the rest of the night. Yes, sir. Like he was just acting off weird. And even the guys I was with was like, what the fuck's his problem? Like, why is he? And and I'm like, do you know? They go, dude, as soon as you opened your box, I don't know what he saw. But like he just changed he got the hint like, this guy's legit i'm like but what I, there's nothing in a box like it's just cigars he, maybe he said maybe he was walking and was like well i wonder what that thing is and then he then you opened it up and he was like oh damn shit like because i had maybe 10 12 cigars in there yeah exactly he's like not many people come here locked and loaded with 10 or 12 cigars but ready to go it was just it was funny damn you brought 10 or 12 cigars well shit. i had i brought a couple because i brought i was with two two buddies and then one of them wound up buying a cigar from the place, and I gave one to my buddy Brian. But I brought a bunch. I didn't know. I'm like, are we going to smoke two each? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I got to, you know, I got to pair it all up. Like, if I'm eating steak, I got to get something full. If I'm eating fish, I got to do something light. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's a, true, that's a true cigar smoker right you there. You had to pair it up, man. Hey, I respect that. I respect the mindset of getting prepared. Because me, I probably just would have grabbed a bunch of sticks. And I probably just would have picked one. I probably wouldn't even think of that much into it. Yeah, I, th- I planned it out. Planned it out, and they're yeah. like, "Oh shit, you are, you are into cigars." I said, "I don't fuck around, man. You are into cigars. What do you mean? Do you know who I am? I am the Dapper Cigar. I have a podcast called The Burndown Cigar, and I wound up sh- and I wound up giving two cards out to two people. I said, one of the ladies, like the hostess, I go, "Do you you guys all smoke cigars?" She's like, yeah, I love cigars. I'm like, you got to check out my podcast. Yeah, come on, so Burndown Podcast. So I gave her the card. I'm like, yeah, we do a pod, do an episode. We'd love to, you know, we'd love to do one here. I'm like, if we could see, she goes, "Yeah, I'll uh, I'll mention it to the." So on my way out, she goes, do you have another card? I said, I do. She's like, the bartender here is big cigar smoke. He would love it. He listens to podcasts. He'd love it. I'm like, here, give it. So I'm giving I said, we'll be back. Don't worry. 
Oh, we'd be back. So I'm like, we'll come back and we'll maybe we'll do like, we'll go live while we're eating dinner. Oh. Something like that. Mm. People watching us eat, nothing better. I just go live. It's like no, in the I middle know. of Sophia. It was, yeah, it was no. cool. It was a cool experience. It's cool. I mean, you don't find too many spots like that. You don't. Um, You're happy you don't. I don't. Have I ever been to? No, I don't think I've ever been to a spot. I've been to Macanudo, Club Macanudo in New York City, but. I believe you're allowed to eat there. Yeah, you're allowed to eat there and smoke there because last year, right before coronavirus, I had a date with my fiance, my buddy, and, and his fiance to go there because they like to go there. And I was like, oh, shit, you guys like to go there? And they're like, yeah, it's cool. They're not like big cigar. Like she'll smoke like the like the little grape ones or yeah. whatever. And my other buddy will smoke like a regular cigar. But they're like, yeah, we go every once in a while. And I was like, oh, we got to go then. Yeah, because this place had a couple of flavors. They had the Tatuana. The tatiana. Um, yeah, vanilla and I think a rum one. Yeah, that, like you know that. if if you wanted to get a flavor, if you're not really big into it. You want one of the sweeter ones, you can get it. Uh, but it was pretty. I mean, some of the prices were ridiculous, but yeah, you got that markups ridiculous. And they charge. I think they charge like 15 bucks for a cutting fee. Uh-huh. Um, but I think they took that off the bill because we. I mean, spent 500 dollars in dinner. I said, take the damn cutting fee off. Take, okay, take damn fee off. Take the damn fee off, boy. Oh now, but it was it was good. It was good. Had a good time there. Man, I, I wish there was more spots like that. I wish New York wasn't so restrictive like that. You know, what is there like? A, is there a law that you can't do it? I don't know. I guess it, I guess in the eyes of the government, it's just like smoking a cigarette inside. It is not smoking yeah, a cigarette. Don't disrespect me like that. It is not smoking a cigarette. That's what I'm saying. That's why we got people like the, in the, the PCA, like our boy Josh Habarski, fighting for us. I actually I asked my girlfriend's sister... I said, hey, uh, she was on the FaceTime, and I said, hey, I got a question for you, because I don't even know how they started. They, they were talking about cigarettes, I think. They went to a wedding, and people were smoking cigarettes, so I asked her. I said, what? I said, is there a difference? So you don't smoke cigars, and you don't smoke cigarettes. I said, maybe you smoked one occasionally when you're drunk. I said, but you don't smoke cigars or cigarettes. You're not an avid smoker. Is there a difference between cigarette smoke and cigar smoke? For somebody who doesn't smoke, she goes, absolutely. I said, thank you. Amen. Thank you. She's like, I don't know. She's, she goes, cigar smoke smells good, and cigarette smoke is like trashy. I said, yeah. Oh. I said, I think, I think that too, dude. And I'm not, not, I'm not bashing anybody who smokes cigarettes. I, this is my personal opinion. It just smells like shit. That's okay? all. Personal opinion. I think that cigar, cigarette smoke and cigar smoke are two different things because cigar smoke is just tobacco. Cigarette smoke is like five percent tobacco, and the rest is just chemicals that you're Chemical burning. Garbage. So no, I mean, it, it, dude. When you're walking around and you smell someone smoking a cigar, you're like, ooh, someone's smoking a cigar, yeah. And then someone's smoking, you're like, ugh. ugh. You know what cigar smoke kind of reminds me of? Talk to me. Um, casinos. Why? Have you ever, I don't know what it is, but anytime I walk into a casino, it's, it's, that smell reminds me of cigars. Like I think it's casino smell reminds me of cigars as opposed to cigar smell reminding me of casinos. Okay. It's just there's just a very distinct smell in a casino. You have like a like a story or like a time. Uh, well, I mean, maybe because every every casino I go into, I smoke cigars, and you yeah. can smoke cigars. A lot of people are just walking around smoking them, but there's just a very distinct. And anybody who's been who's like a casino goer knows what I'm talking about. Casinos have a very distinct smell to them. I can't really describe it, but they do. They do have. <laughs> That's very funny. And here's a, a here's distinct, an interesting. What, what is this distinct smell you speak of? I don't know. I can't describe it. I can't describe it's, it. It's just that degenerate game. No, it's not even that. It's like, I it, it's almost it's like a mafia smell. I, it's weird. I can't a describe it. Smell, but it, huh? it, 
as soon as I smell it, I think I think of like cigars. I think of like class, like mobster guys smoking their cigars, sitting at a poker table. Like that's just how I. I've been on a mobster kick lately. I don't know why. On A and E on YouTube, I subscribe to A and E on YouTube. They have all these different documentaries, all these different oh, mobsters. It. In the last couple of days, I've been just watching all of them. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's dead. Um, <laughs> Joey Gallo, not Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. C A L L O. That's dude. That's hilarious that they reference. Yeah. That. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, what's his name? Nick Nick Scarpa. Nicholas Scarpa. Greg Scarpa. Nicholas Scarpa. He was in. He was a mobster who. He was. He was. His nickname was the Grim Reaper because he just Soon loved to kill. Him. But he was a huge FBI informant. But. He used the FBI to like, he basically used the FBI to get where he was and like in his mobster life. Like he wasn't like, he would provide information. So he was but kind they, of untouchable by the cops? Basically, because they get, the government basically gave him like a license to kill. So while he was doing his mischief and his killing shit and doing his stuff and moving up the ranks and doing all this stuff, he's basically with the government. So they're like, hey, give us information. But this, you, is like, this is like oh, in the early God, days because he was that's like. crazy. This is like right, but like this is like I think he's considered like the first mafioso to to cooperate with uh, the government, but um, but he has a crazy story, crazy crazy story. Those guys live wild lives. Anyways, so fun fact I was gonna tell you um, fun fact for you about casinos. If people that don't know, here's a little fun fact for you. Fun fact of the day, <clears throat> or fun facts of the day is casinos are actually specifically designed. There's a, and listen. Wait until I tell you the things that they design in casinos. They're specifically designed to keep you in the casinos longer, spending more money. Okay. First of all, it's one of the reasons why they give you free alcohol because you make bad decisions under alcohol. Yeah. And you spend more money. But crazy things like there's no windows and there's no clocks in a casino because they don't want you to know what time of day it is. Because if you don't know what time of day it is, you don't know that it's three o'clock in yeah. the morning. You continue to spend money. The carpets. You ever notice how shitty and ugly carpets look? They're purposely designed that way to make your to divert your eyes from looking down when you walk to looking up and seeing slot machines and tables. Huh. Take it one step further. Slot machines, when you win on a slot machine, the ring is actually in a specific key. It's in the key of C, which is like a very pleasing note to humans. Yeah. So that when you hear that bell ring off, it like triggers something in your brain like, ooh, I like that sound. Dude, it's crazy. I learned I learned this the other day. I'm like, holy shit. So even even that, like little things like that. The the way that a machine rings, it rings in a note that is like harmonious pop. to humans that we enjoy, instead of like a minor note, which is more sad. If you take music theory, um, from what I remember of it, there's like major scales and minor scales, and major scales are very happy, minor scales are kind of like sad. So if you have like a sad song, you put it in a minor scale. So like the major major C is like the most common note very pleasing to our ears so when it rings you're like oh shit i like that let me go <laughs> fucking crazy Dude, that's wild and it, i mean it makes total sense i mean that's why like when people when they like uh make a reference to like winning or like a good idea or something's good ha- good happening here ding 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 ding, ding. Like, that's exactly it that's exactly it so smart and another even a, another thing is uh the the pathways 
You ever notice a casino kind of just fucking flows? Yeah, you. there's like no direction. It's just like a giant circle and then another giant circle. I'm always like, where the hell am I going? I thought I was over here. I'm over, I'm completely opposite side They now. do that to keep you in the casino longer. That's why it's kind of like a maze. And they never make like sharp directions. There's no like 90 degree. You don't come to a wall and you got to make left or yeah. right. Because the psychology is if you come to a wall, you have to make a decision left or right. They don't want you to make a decision. They want you to just keep fucking walking around. So they keep they design it like a circle. So you just keep fucking walking, and you keep and you stay in the casino, spend money more. The longer you wow. stay in the casino, the more money you spend. So that's how they design it like that. Wow. That's why you ever get lost in casino. Like I can't. Where the fuck am I going? They yeah. do that on purpose. How wild is that? It's all the psychology, and they they actually even pump uh, oxygen into casinos. Yes, they, I knew that. They pump it in to keep you awake, to keep you gambling more. Because the house always wins in the end. Damn. Scoundrels. And and ever wonder why it's so fucking hard to find a, a cage to cash out? You ever make win? You're like, I got to go cash out these chips. You're like, where the hell is it? They always put it in the fucking corner. So wherever you win, like, you got to freaking search for it. By the time you search for it, you're like, ah, I'm going to play some more. Wow. All these little things. They And I've learned it. I go, holy shit. It makes sense. Now you guys are more aware of casinos. Don't get caught in the trap. Bro. Makes sense. Wow. Because that, I, I, the more they said, I'm like, oh shit, it is. Where'd I you learn this from? I was on, I was online. I think I was on, um, I was, you know, on like Instagram or something. I was kind of like looking, looking through some stuff, and this guy's video popped up, and he's like an educator on, um, I don't know if it was like life hacks or like fun facts kind of guy, and he popped it up, and I'm like, holy shit! I was looking at it, and I'm like. That makes sense. Every time you totally. win money, you got to go cash out. I can't find the fucking cage. Where's the cashier? God damn it. It's all the way in the corner, and there's no big sign that says, like, ca- like there's no sign that says cage this way. I mean, when I was younger, I would go to Atlantic City. I didn't really like to gamble, but I knew they gave you free alcohol, so I just try to mooch, like, on the table yes. as long as possible so I can just keep getting free drinks. Go to the penny slot and put a fucking play the minimum. Penny. 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 Just get free drinks. Come on, man. I would go to like the like the roulette table or blackjack, and I'll just pay like the minimum. I'd be like, uh-huh, twenty bucks, twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, more drinks, more drinks. All right, I'm gonna go over. Then then like we have the friends like that would stand around and they'd be like, oh, you want anything? And they wouldn't gamble, but they look like they're gambling. Oh yeah, I'll take this, I'll take yep. that. We go over, and then we go to another table. We stand around. Anyone want any drinks? Oh yeah, we'll grab this. Got to mooch it. Another tip is um, whenever the lady comes over to give you a drink, tip her good the first shot. Don't tip you like a buck. Tip her like five bucks. First shot, ten bucks. She will be on you for, for every. She'll become every round. She hits you up every round, every round. We did that once in Vegas. My buddy Brian and I were sitting at a slot machine, and I this was. I don't play slot machines, right? The only time the reason we were doing this is because we weren't really gambling. We wanted to just get free drinks because we were going out to the club. So pregame at the casino, baby. So we get to the slot machine, playing. Lady comes over. I'm like. I'm like, listen, excuse me. So I gave her a $20 bill. I said, can you bring us two drinks every single time you come around? Two drinks. And she's like, sure. Gave her a $20 bill. Next time she came around, gave her like another five. Next time she came around, gave her another five. So in like three or four rounds, I gave her like 30, 35 bucks. So it really wasn't free drinks. But I wound, we wound up getting like seven or eight drinks yeah. in a matter of an hour. Out. Right? Just slugging back beers. I'm like... Those seven or eight drinks, if I went to the bar, would have cost me $300. Oh, I don't know what so we gave that. her like 25 to 35 bucks between two of us. And she was ev- like clockwork every 20 minutes. Come on, you bang, gotta treat them bang. well. You know, what, you know what tip stands for? What? Do you know what it stands for? No, I don't. Fun fact thank you in payment. No shit. Is that really what it stands for? Thank you in payment. 
Think about it. Wow. You know, when you get you tip good, you're saying thank you in payment. I didn't know that. Is that really? Is that, hey, that's what I've always learned. I've Holy always, shit. That's pretty good. Mind blow. Thank you in payment. Tip. Thank you in payment. That's always a fun fact. I always, and most people don't know it. Can you thank somebody in prostitution? Sure. Why not? You want no service. TIP. <laughs> thank you for penetrating. Thank you. TIP. Thank you in penetrating me. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, thank fun you. Fun fact about the casinos, yeah. I mean, I I always like to I like if you really do a good job, I really like to show my appreciation for no, thank you for taking care of me. Here is my thank you in payment. Did I ever tell you about Did I ever tell you about Vegas? Which time? What the la- the most recent time I went when I wound up losing like five hundred. Yeah, you told yeah. us. Yeah, you I told everybody here. I didn't tell you that. Yeah, no, you told. I them. was wondering if I didn't know if that one came out yet because yeah. then we did we film it and then it had like shit audio and it never came out, or did that come out? Maybe you're right. Maybe it didn't come out. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. The stories were like I lost five hundred dollars on a basketball. Yeah, we game. were like on a stint for like a week or so where we just having we're having terrible audio. I don't know what it was. It was weird. But we're back now. But crystal clear. The quick story. I'll make it really quick. Was that we were at Vegas. We we're watching a, a basketball game. Find the March Madness had like five hundred dollars on the game. <clears throat> Game's winding down. Guy blows a wide open layup to lose the game, and we're all freaking pissed. Right. Go, going nuts. I'm like, I can't believe this bullshit. Blah. Lost 500 bucks. My buddy and I said, let's leave the sports book. Let's go play. Let's get out of here. Let's relax. Let's blow his joint. So let's blow his popsicle stand. So we went over to play craps. But now we wound up winning $500 back plus another 1000 on top yeah. of it. Just couldn't. I couldn't miss. Just rolling. Just rolling. So if you don't know craps, it's basically. That feeling must be exhilarating. So basically in craps, if you don't roll a seven, it's really, it's good. Right? There's certain scenarios where you can roll a seven and it's good. But if you basically just never roll a seven, you'll you'll win a shit ton of money. And I was like... I was, so never roll a seven. There's two parts to a game. The, the, two parts to craps. The first part, when you just get the dice, a 7-11 is good, a 2-3 and 12 are bad. Okay, If you roll any other number, now you go into the second part of the game. Now the object is to hit that number that you just rolled. Let's say you rolled an eight. Now you got to try to hit roll an eight again before you roll a seven. If you roll the eight, you win. You go back to the beginning. If you roll a seven, you lose. Dice go to the next person. Damn. So it flip flops back and forth. I always wanted to play roulette. I always look so exhilarating. Well, it's just craps. Uh, craps. That's yeah. what I, what did I say. Roulette? roulette. Yeah, I always wanted to play craps. So basically, so you can roll a seven in the beginning, but then, so if you roll like a seven and then you roll an eight and then you keep rolling eight and go back and you roll a seven, you can keep going back and forth. Yeah, because I never understood why people just got on hot streaks all the time. I'm like, what? How, I never even like try to conceptualize how it worked, but. I just wanted to be the guy who was hot, get the dice, get like a girl come over and be like, hey, blow the dice real quick. Bro, it was <laughs> And the guy at the end of the table, so my buddy and I, we, we I won like a like what I, 500 bucks plus another 1,000. So I was plus 1,000. And the, my buddy next to me was plus a couple hundred. Guy at the end of the table, you can like bet. Like if you're rolling, I can bet with you. So like if you roll good, I win yeah. as well. Usually like if that would be the case, you would roll and – I win a lot of That's money. That's why everyone's so involved. Yeah, like if you roll and I win a lot of money because it because of it, I'll tip you some I'll tip you twenty five bucks. Thanks for thanks for the rolls. Thanks for rolling good. Yeah. This guy at the end of the table. Yeah. Dude, he won thirty one thousand dollars. He didn't tip me, he didn't tip my buddy, he didn't tip the dealers. Scumbag. Now before you might want to retract the scumbag because Scumbag. <laughs> because in his defense he could have sat down with fifty grand. And wound up lose, walking away with thirty one, so he lost nineteen. I don't really know, Uh-oh. but 
it didn't look that way. Scumbag. <laughs> it, it was like, because he cashed in. He goes, she counts it. She goes, 22. He goes, can you recount that? She goes, I'm sorry, 31. He goes, yeah, it's better. 30, changing 31,000. I'm like, 31,000? Uh, yeah. So I guess but, you don't know if he was winning or losing. Yeah, you don't really know. But it was, uh, that was my quick little quick crap little. story. Every time I think of craps, I just think of Rush Hour 2. I have a dream that white people and black people and even Chinese people can gamble together without getting different chips. <laughs> that movie is so classic. So many good one-liners from, uh, from Rush Hour. Craps is fun, though, especially when you get like a big table. Dude, you have smoke oozing out of the microphone. Look at that. Really? Do I? Oh, that's hot. Look at that. That's, that's like, hot. That's a picture. That's, I wonder. That's it. Do you even have it? Oh, we're going to blow smoke into the microphone? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Ooh. That didn't work. I'm not really getting a good draw out here. Hold on. Really? It looked like you had a pretty good draw. Oh. Not going through, is it? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Gangster. That'd be a sick, uh, like a little, like a video clip, like a B-roll, just having like, mm. for, for like an intro, to have the smoke coming out of the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, we should look looking to get a new logo, like a like a vert, like a like uh, a clip art, like a clip art, yeah, yeah, yeah logo, yeah. like a video of it or something like that. that I was thinking cool. about that too because I mean it's a picture, but when you have, I can't, you, I still can't believe we took a picture. Like, this is a picture we took and edited, in here. Yeah. And I mean, but I think yeah, I think if we convert that into some sort of. Yeah, because I'd always imagine like just this, and then like smoke like comes in, or 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 the microphone is like smoking or something like that. It'd be, it'd be it'd be pretty freaking cool. It'd be pretty cool. I had something else that I wanted to say, but I forgot. Oh, son of a bitch! You know, sometimes your short stories aren't so short, Justin. I tried to make it short, but then you kept asking about <laughs> crap, so I was like, ah. Uh. No, I know. But craps is fun. Well, if I ever have the opportunity to play craps, I want it to be with you, so you can tell me what to do. Now, some it's funny because some people, I always tell them, I said, craps is fun. I love playing craps. You can win really fast, but you can also lose really fast. So, like, yeah, make sure that you have a bankroll. Rule number one, don't ever gamble with rent money, right? You sit down at a table. That's a rule. Right? You sit down at a table. You can, we call it renting the dice. I had rented the dice. Five, rented the dice for five minutes. Like, so we, my buddy and I call it. So, you sit down 500 bucks and all of a sudden you roll three, you know, you crap out four times in a row and you're done. You cashed yeah. out. Like, great, I just spent $5 and 10 minutes. I rented the dice for 10 minutes. I was never a big gambler. Like, I don't like gambling too much. Doesn't, uh, I mean, obviously, the win feeling the feeling of winning is, are your socks inside out? Yeah, I just noticed that. Girl. What about the other ones, though? No, my what? golf socks. Golf socks. I got one inside out, one not. What the heck? That's hilarious, actually. Whatever. Yeah, so you're not really a big gambler? No, not really. I mean, I like to win, obviously, but. It's not gambling if you know you're going to win. Man, no, I don't know I'm going to win. But I don't think, I think the most I ever won maybe was like 300 bucks. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I remember what, like, accumulatively. Like, I remember walking back and I was like, all right, I'm up 300 bucks. But, like, with me, like, if I'm up like $100, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. I don't I know, I know eventually I'm going to lose it all. But then once I'm up, I just, like, I, I think how you're usually supposed to play is just use with the money you go with. Yeah. So anything you profit, you just put it away in the pocket, like your pocket. So if you go with 100 bucks, you make another 100 bucks, you put the first $100 away in the pocket and just gamble the 100 Yeah, like, what you do is you, you take advantage of a hot table. Yeah. So, like, in that scenario, when I was hot rolling the dice, I was like, you don't walk, just take advantage of it. Right? So I, I was, I won my $500 back. 
and I kept winning, and I kept winning. I'm like, take advantage of it. Double, like, you, you obviously know that you're, it's hot. Double down. Try to win as much as you can. And then, all right, now I got a chunk. Now, okay, I sat, I started with 500, and now I'm, I won my 500 back. Now I'm up to two grand. All right, I was a little bit more. I was like 2,300. It's like, put the two grand aside, play with the 300, right? Or put, the, or let's say you, you started with 500 bucks, and now you have 1,500. Pocket a thousand, mm-hmm. take the thousand dollars worth of chips, put them in your fucking pocket, and play with the original five hundred. Now know where the cage is, so you can just walk straight there. And now, if you lose the five hundred, I'm done. Yeah. I still plus five hundred in my pocket. I always so. felt like I still. I've always felt like a like I, even though I, if I were to walk away like uh even like if I if I ended that's a up, win. It's still it's a win in reality, but you still like I would always feel like damn I didn't win anything. But you had yeah. entertainment. You know what? It is. I was also 21, 22, so I always wanted to win big. But yeah, last time I was in Atlantic City, I couldn't even tell you. Years ago, maybe. I don't remember. Have you ever been to Vegas or no? No. Never been to Vegas. Never. Never, ever, ever. I mean, it's, 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 I love Vegas, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not fun. Vegas is always fun, but it changes like. Obviously, as you get older, you know, I'm not going there to go freaking clubbing. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going there to go to pool parties. Right. I'm going there to gamble, to eat some killer food. If we go to like a club one night, I'm not going to the club to dance. Like we went to a club one night. I didn't just, go to dance. You bossed up in the on the couch and just chilled. I literally pull up on a chow on the couch on the couch. I pull up on a couch. You can smoke cigars in there. Yeah, it's sick. So I have my cigar and I got my drinks to the table. I don't. Everybody's. I don't care if I'm not. I'm not here to dance. I'm just. Lounging. I'm here to chill. Okay. With the loud ass music. But yeah. So like when you're younger, obviously you're 21 years old, 22 years old, single. You're going there to hang out, to go clubbing and stuff. Looking for that scattered ass everywhere. Not even like I'm 31 now. I'm not going to. Everybody goes. Oh, you gotta go to clubs. You gotta go. What clubs are you going to? You going? Gah! I said no. I'm going to fucking gamble. Okay. Going to bed at 10 o'clock, bro. Gamble. It's legit. I was I'm like, I'm going to get. We golf there. There's so much more to do than just. If you're not even a gambler, there's shopping, there's food, there's sightseeing, oh. there's shows. I just golfed a lot for the first time this year, last week. Rough. Uh, is a wolf. A wolf is an understatement. What'd you shoot? Did you even count? Bro, I, I played 18. The first, first nine holes, gave up halfway. I stopped <laughs> counting halfway. I went back nine. I went, all right. Front back nine. New new, new me. New, I, I got all the rush juice off. First four or five holes, stop counting. My buddy who I was with, he goes, dude, you gave up on the same hole and you did on the front, on the back nine, and you did on the back nine. I'm like, I haven't lost that many balls. That's well, good. No, no. I, I lost a lot of balls this time, but I haven't lost that many balls in God knows oh, how long. Oh. The course was so narrow, so you really needed to hit it straight. Like the guy, like the first hole, the guy was talking like it was like freaking Augusta. Like he was like, you know, this is one of the best greens in Westchester. If you can hit it here, you can hit it anywhere. The greens here, they do. Like he was talking like it's a freaking PGA tour. You're like, shut up, guy. I'm just want to have my cigar. He had like man, he had legit man titties. Like he had like full breasts. <laughs> like these. Like these. I was like, he's got like full man titties. He's got the moobs. The moobies. Bro, if you look up the word moob in the dictionary, it's this guy. <laughs> he got the moob. Because he had like the loose like polo on, so it was like it was like kind of big down here, so it looked like he had a bare stomach, but then like his moobs like just like they're not like being held up by the t shirt because they were so supple, loose. they were nice. They were, I mean I would if I was a baby I would probably get you know breast milk <laughs> on. I'm not gonna lie. But but I'm like, oh, God, it was so I was like 
So bad. You ever so get bad. this happens on any golfer will notice it's like any like average golfer. Obviously, if you're a pro, this doesn't affect you. But you ever notice you have like a really good hole, you get a birdie, right? The very next tee, you're you're sitting your teeing up, you're like, all right, you're good. Confidence you're good. is up. You're like, I'm good, I'm okay. I just got a birdie. Don't mess up. You're good. You're not gonna mess up. Take a function. Why is shaking to the Or you have an amazing drive, you fucking crush it straight, and you're like, all right, this is gonna be good. You get your like seven iron out, you're like two hundred yards, like, all right, just you know, just nice and easy. Shank. You're like, motherfucker, god damn. Or 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 you had a par three, beautiful shot, you stick it. And you like, three putt it. You fucking three putt. You're like, everyone's like, wow, great shot. And you're like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, it's going to be good. I'm going to be a birdie. Perfect. Right. And you're like, mother. All right, I'll get a par. I'll, hey, par. I'll take a par. Mother. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. A bogey. And, you're, and then it goes in. And you're like, <laughs> Eric, what you got? Fucking five. I thought you were on the green the first shot. I was. I was. We had a, sh- we had a hole. We played golf at uh, Bali High. In Vegas, when we were there, and it just so happened, it was the windiest fucking day. It's like forty mile an hour gusts, <laughs> right? And it felt like every hole the wind was in your face. I'm like motherfucker, are we just every hole? Are we just going in one direction? And so we get to this one hole. It was night. It was like a par four. Wind was uh, with right. wind was with us. I already hear where this is going. Wind was with us, right? I'm like, finally, we have a shot. I'm like, all right. Tee it up. Let's probably the best drive I ever hit in my life. Crushed it, right? Crushed it. Takes off right down a fairway. I'm like, oh, that is. Be- I'm like, let's go, right? So I'm walking around, and I'm walking around. I'm, am I looking at the? I'm like, what the fuck is my ball? It's like I hit it dead center of the fairway. I hate that, and shit. I couldn't fucking find it. I'm like, where the hell is my damn ball? My buddy goes, it's further. I'm like, it can't be. I'm like, this is this is like 300. This is three bills right here. I was like, it's got to be somewhere. He goes, it's further. I'm telling you, it's further. I'm like, no. So we walk up a little further. I'm like, I'm like the 320, 330 range. I still can't find it. He goes, I'm telling you, it's further. The wind gusts, 40 mile an hour hill, 40 mile winds, and there was a big hill that you hit and it kept rolling. I'm like, no shot. Keep going up. My ball was 365. Damn. It gets better. 365. How'd you measure it? You had the the scope? Yeah. So I got to my ball and I measured to the pin. And it was like a 430 yarder and I was 70 to the pin. I'm like, dude, that's 460, 465. So I'm like, holy fuck. I really, I hit, he goes, I'm telling you, the win, right? So now, finish the hole. I think I wound up like parring the hole or something. And uh, chipped it up two putt, right? Get to the next hole. Wins in our face. I'm like, motherfucker. Same drive. Crushed it. Fucking straight. I think you said the word fuck in the amount of <laughs> this whole story about 12 times. I, You know when you notice people saying, um, ah? Uh, I've been noticing every time you say fuck. <laughs> Motherfuck. Fucking crushed it. Fucking did this. I'm like, this kid just keeps saying fuck. Dude, so I fucking crushed it, right? 13. <laughs> and <laughs> same drive. I go, oh, that's, that's bomb. It gets like 175 yards. And wind, wind reversed, so the wind built me up. Yeah, and, and brought you back down. Fucking crushed me, man. Fourteen. I was oh. like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" That's the wind, man. And it was so the wind with the hill, three sixty-five. Wind, no hill, one eighty. I'm like, son of a son of a bad. It literally it made me feel this small, dude. It's so, like golf, like can demasculate you. Like, 
<laughs> and dude, I and I love neon bowls. I get like the lime green, the pink, the blue, like the really vibrant ones. Yeah, that's how you find it, so you don't yeah, lose the bowl. I love them. Everyone, every, I, people are like, "Oh, you like those?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love these." And I lost. Yeah, you like those bowls? Yeah. But oh God, I lost a few of them. Oh my like, damn it, God! But got the juices out of it. And it's so funny because golf is really well. I noticed I've always noticed two things. Golf is all mental, right? Like, you know everything. Like if you yeah, if you 50, played enough, ninety percent of golf is fifty percent mental. You know that what you have to do all you have to all everything needs to be straight. You gotta do this hips everything. And for some reason, still can't. Do you it. still don't do it. <laughs> you you go up. And you're like okay, all right. And you're like I didn't keep my feet straight. And you're like why did I not do that? Or you go up to the ball and say, don't kill it. Don't. Swing easy. Don't try to kill it. What do you do? You fucking kill it. <laughs> Slice <laughs> into the wood. Every time, dude. Every freaking time. What was the other thing? So it was... Oh. And, dude, I mean, it's all about freaking short game and golf. Oh, yeah. That's why all... they say you drive for show and putt for dough. That's what they that, say. That's great. That's great. That's very true. Because mm-hmm. it is all about the short game. I can't stand... When you have a great shot, when you have a great drive, you're like, oh, God. Like when it comes to like pitching wedge area, 50 yards and in. Oh, God, the pitching wedge is my yep. worst enemy, dude. I can't get, I can't figure out, I can't figure it out. I can't get the underneath. I can't. And you know, it's even, even so, like the, the short, really short chips, less than half a swing, right? So let's say you got, you know, you got your, your pitching wedge. Let's say you hit your pitching wedge, I don't know, 120 yards, let's just say. When you half a swing, it should go 60 yards. So now anything less than that is like those little bumpers, like you're 20 yards in, off, like right on the yeah. right. You mi- you, your approach shot, you miss the green, and you're off the green a little bit. You can't put it because you're in your rough. Now you have to have a little soft chipper. You got to be able to poke it out of there, let it bump and roll, and try to get to that stuff is what really, yeah. It's rough. And they say, like, if you can, if you can control your putting where you never putt more than twice... Two putter less on everything, you'll, your score will be phenomenal. Just yeah. think about it, all the times you score is like when you three putt. Well, I had a birdie opportunity, now I got a bogey. But if you always two putt, you're golden. Two putts, I'll take two putts any day. It's like the first putt. I was told that the first putt, don't even imagine. Don't, like if it's outside of ten feet, don't even try to put it in. Just try to get it to within a three foot yeah. circle, so that your next putt is automatic. And it's so much harder than yeah, man. It's easier said than done. Even when I'm putting, like, I don't really take a lot of time to, I don't even take a lot of time to like putt. I'm like, all right, there's the hole, there's my ball. All right, kind of see where it's going. All right, beep. And sometimes it's freaking great. Most times I'm like, god damn it. Or you ever get where you you got a green, and you 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 walk up to the green, you got your ball, you're like, all right, I got it, I see it. It's gonna break to the left. It's kind of uphill. All right, got it. And you put it, and it like breaks to the right, and just go. And you're like, "What the? The hell is this? Greens are? Yep. Well, I was watching the the Masters at Augusta. Those greens are like a like a roller coaster, like a roller oh, coaster, dude. The unreal. The dance floor on this golf course, bro. You you come up to it, right? So the hit uh the hole will be here. Then you have a hill that goes up, and then it's flat for about a couple yards, and then it goes. Back down. It's like, how do you? And I'm like, why am I playing this? Like, it's like this isn't mini golf. <laughs> I just want a flat green. Give me a flat green, or you come, or it's flat, and all of a sudden it dives deep down, and you're like, God, kill me, <laughs> kill me. So frustrating. 
So, or what's even more frustrating is there's there's a hole, the course that we play right here in Dix Hills. It's like a nine hole course, but there's a hole. My favorite hole, I think it is the seventh hole. It's an elevated tee box, and it's a short par three. It's like 120 yards, but you're up. You're up like probably 25 yards, so you got to take an, one less club. And it's just a big open green cup. Like the easiest shot, just hit it, and you literally can't overdraw. You can't overhit the green because if you hit it, it'll kind of roll back. Wide open. Every like every time you go up, like I got this, I got this. It's 120 yards. I'm up. I'm going downhill, so take up, make it 110. Take a nice little easy swing. Let, with it, a let break, the air do. Let the right. Breeze. It's gonna go way up in the air, and it's just gonna stick. Every it's either right, left, short, and you're like, how do I miss this? Come on, man. Come on. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. It is. I had one hole. I remember we were playing in, um, we were in Cape Cod for a wedding. My buddy and I that I went to Vegas with went to a, We found this short little this course. We're like, hey, we got all day on uh, the day before the wedding. Let's play some golf. So we went up there and hole one. It says par three. I'm like par three and a hole one. So I looked at the scorecard. Oh shit! It's a par three hole, par three course. So every hole is par three. There's one hole, short. It's like an 85 yarder. And you had to go up. You couldn't even see the pin. You had to go up over the uh, the water. And it was like a bunch of bushes in the front. So you couldn't even see it. I had a beautiful shot. And it was looking like it was going right at the green. And I'm like right at the flag. I go, oh, shit. That, that could be good. But you can't see where it lands because yeah. of the brush. So I'm like, dude, that might be in. Walk up to the thing. It had poured the night before. A torrential downpour. I get to the hole. I get to the green. My ball. Here's the, the hole. My ball was like two inches from the hole. But plugged. Oh. So it didn't roll. It literally hit the green and just plugged. And I'm talking plug. Like half the ball is gone. I go, what in the... Like, you can't even... I couldn't even putt that. How do yeah. you putt that? Play it as a loss. I was so... Ma- I go, if that would have just rolled, if it would have hit and rolled, it would have been, been my first hole in one. Your ball struck my foot. <laughs> Your ball struck my foot. So, yeah, man. That's it. I think I... We'll call it a day. That was a good little combo. Good little combo, man. Give me another pound. It's a good combo. So if you like this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And please hit the bell to be notified for every time we drop a new video. We have a new episode every single Friday if you're watching this or if you're listening. Uh, and then we also drop new videos here on the YouTube channel throughout the week. week. Weekly basis. Baby. Please hit the five star, five thumbs up on whatever podcast streaming service you are using. And also check out our website burndownpodcast.com all of the stuff is located there Eric tell them where they can find us on social well you can find me Brother Cigar you can find Justin the Dapper Cigar you can find the Burndown at Burndown you can DM either of us or the Burndown to get yourself a nice Burndown t-shirt one of them clean ass t-shirts one of them clean tees super comfy the best type of fabric there is and they're fresh to death so until next time thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for listening, watching. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Until next time, we're not going to cheers with water. We'll cheers to you guys. Salute.